Welcome back to a new episode of Career Day, the podcast. I'm your host, Adam Zigner, a high school business teacher in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Today, I'm joined by Lance Robinson. Lance is currently the vice president of engineering at Eat Digital. So, Lance, I'm, I'm sure that not a ton of my high school kids here are familiar with software engineers or what they do. So, in your own words, tell us, what is a software engineer? Uh, software engineer... Um... I can give a high level definition because it's a high level, broad range of things. Uh, you can be a database administrator on the IT side, or you can be a machines uh, uh, coder, or you can actually work with uh, modern languages within software applications, which I've specialized in uh, for my entire professional career and before that. So your C sharps, your Angular, your JavaScripts, these are various languages in which a lot of these industries are built on. And so I was, I started out in the .NET framework, which is provided by Microsoft. And a lot of the older companies based their uh, technologies on this framework. And it was pretty much predominantly big throughout the late 2000s. And now things are shifting to more lighter stacks. So uh, that's what it is at a, at a high level, is just coding and providing a, a software, a web application, or even a mobile app. Awesome. So how, how long have you been involved in, in the industry? Uh, professionally, 12 years this year. Total overall. Uh, what year did MySpace come out? <laughs> that's when uh, that's what got me into it. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, so the thing I've been asking everybody, you know, with a lot of careers, what does a typical day look like for you? Uh, for this role in particular, um, it's, it's, a, it's at the maybe the leadership level. I still code on a daily basis. We're developing an app that's uh, launching soon. Shameless plug, sorry. Um, <laughs> but uh, but a day-to-day, -day, it's leadership and ensuring that the, my, the, the team underneath me is uh, getting their work done, not micromanaging, but just making sure that the deadlines that I've set are being met, um, as well as being a part of meetings with the other leaders and business calls and um, just giving them the tech side of the company infrastructure and letting them feel confident that we will meet future deadlines and, uh, and ensuring a great quality to the consumers. So um, morning I wake up, check my emails and send the emails out. And then throughout the day I code and my team knows my hours of availability so they can uh, ask me for assistance when, while they're working. And I think that kind of brings me, I had a, you know, jumping around my outline here a little bit. Um, the, the, the pandemic, did that, so are you working remotely right now? Correct. And I've actually been remote for the last seven years. Uh, that's awesome. So really your job wasn't necessarily, you know, the, where you're doing it, how you're doing it was not really affected by the pandemic. Um, you know, I, we see many more companies kind of employing that, that strategy with their employees. And I think it's something that, you know, the workforce will see become much more predominant in the coming years. Mm -hmm. um, how, so, something I've asked people who work remotely, uh, how do you uh, make sure that while you're not in that office setting, you appropriately manage your time? Yeah. So that is actually something I had a meeting with my team uh, earlier this week, time boxing. Um, it starts with self. Everything from your, from your professional career starts from self. You have to want it. And how do you manage your time is know the times that you want to work. Most people, when they're transitioning from an office to a remote life, 
it's like it's like the honeymoon. Like they're just free reign, you know, just oh, I can do this then. Then no one's checking on me. And then after that honeymoon is over, you start to realize, okay, I need to start producing, being productive, or else I'm gone. And so that's when you have to figure out, okay, what time box do I want to set? What goals do I want to achieve during this uh, array of time? And so for me, I've always been an early bird since our college days. And, you know, uh, waking up at 6 a.m. because you had to get breakfast at the dining hall, go to class, all that good stuff. So I've just kept that up because honestly, the early bird does get the worm. So when you have a good start to the day, you're able to better plan out the rest of your day. And you, you mentioned uh, college there. So one more follow up on this sort of track here. Uh, education in your field. So, you know, what what education do you have and then kind of what education do you see amongst other professionals in the field? Uh, for me, I am, I majored in management information systems. I have a minor in mathematics as well as computer science. Uh, the backgrounds in this field, everything. I've worked with former librarians that code. I've worked with, uh, uh, you know, older older adults that never got into technology, but they dove into a boot camp. You know, they owned a mom and pop shop because they wanted to build something for their their business and things. And it's it's an array because uh, sidebar or maybe might go along with the topic is that. Coding is becoming the, the way of the future for right now. And so there are programs that can get you ramped up where a traditional four-year college isn't really necessary. You can go, you can get your skills, you can go to four-year college, major in something else, and then also learn the skills that I did, that I went to school for and learn them afterwards. Um, and it, it, so there's nothing stopping you. You can change your career at any moment. And so, um, uh, I have an intern with me right now, and he was a history major, but he's teaching himself how to code in React, JS, and PHP, and those are modern web, web frameworks. And so that's a huge transition: coding from history to coding. So it, it's it, it's everything—a wealth of, of backgrounds. And you know, we even see it now. We have uh, so our district here. Um, we don't send our kids to traditional Votech schools. Mm -hmm. um, Carlisle actually has our own CTE department. Uh, so we, we've got everything from, you know, carpentry, automotive to a business academy and a networking uh, group as well. So we've got kids taking coding classes now in high school um, mm -hmm. and preparing them with some of those skills. So it's really cool mm -hmm. to, to hear you kind of give that plug. Um, and along that same line, um, you know, with all the different, you know, computer science based things that are out there, why, why programming for you? Why programming? Um, well, I did the IT side of things, the hardware. So uh, for those of you who know, there's a difference between IT as well as uh, uh, development. IT is your hardware, your support, network engineering. I do have that background. I encompass all of it. It's uh, called a full stack engineer. It's pretty much a jack of all trades within the technology uh, universe. And so, but you in that full stack, you have to decide which career path you wanna go. Do you wanna do the software side? Do you wanna do the hardware? Or do you want to do the hardware coding side? Because there's this thing called machine learning, and not machine learning, but uh, computer programming, where you're dealing with ones and O's, boring. Um, but and also uh, IT hardware, where you're doing your configurations and setting up, you know, the wires, the networks in your in schools and, and businesses. And so that wasn't satisfying for me. I'm a thinker. I'm a I'm a, I, uh, uh, I'm an innovator. 
and I like to create. And so programming gives me all of that. I, I, I tend to equate programming as a form of art. I am tasked with creating, creating, uh, creating a picture and painting one, and I'm just doing it a different way. So I'm bringing someone's vision to life via a series of commands. And so that's why I love it. That's awesome. That's, that's the best description of that, of the industry that I've ever heard. So that's, that's great. No, my, my dad has been uh, programming for a very long time uh, to, you know, in, in language terms, uh, I believe he works primarily in COBOL. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, that's kind of how long he's been involved with the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, But along the, along the same kind of track here, was this, was this always the field you plan to work in? Yes. uh, My dad was in tech and um, he grew, you know, he was born, he was born in the fifties. And so uh, when he was in high school, he was actually um, accepted into, uh, he was the only uh, black person at his tech school. And so he got accepted into that program. And so he went that route, uh, spent some time at IBM when IBM was started. That's a whole nother story. But because of that, um, I was able to learn from him. I was the first person with a computer in my in uh, growing up in, in my in my neighborhood and so i just was always surrounded by technology breaking things down and then when the, the early tech bubble hit when we had geocity yahoo aim for those of you who don't know aol instant messenger look that up you got you guys have facebook messenger this this was the real one and anyway so myspace came along the good old mark zuckerberg I mean, excuse me, not Mark Zerbuck, uh, Tom, our good friend, Tom. And, uh, <laughs> everybody's friend. Everybody's friend, right? And we had to code our pages and that required HTML. And being that I was doing some light coding before then, it was like 10th grade, all of my friends in school would say, hey, Lance, we loved your page. Can you set mine up? So I was the, the MySpace plug. I would you know, hook, hook everybody's page up for free. Unfortunately, I should have been a businessman back then. But... <laughs> But that was it. And so I just ran with it because I did want, I was stuck between being a, a science major or graphic design, but then I just didn't want to draw anymore. And I just got tired of dealing with, you know, formulas and stuff. And so I just said, you know, coding just feels right. You know, it's instant gratification on top of that. And that's why I love coding because there's a problem, whether it takes me five minutes or five months to solve it. When I do solve it, it's like, I did that. That's what I did. Awesome. And, you know, you, you mentioned your, your dad being the only, the only black person at a technical school. Um, mm-hmm. Let's kind of, kind of go down that, that path for, for yourself, um, you know, through education, uh, through your career journey, what impact has race had on that, on the path you've taken? Everything. <laughs> it, anytime I, you know, fortunately at this venture, we are, it's predominantly uh, uh, blacks, but that are the founders and make up the personnel. So, you know, I, it feels like I can be my true self. And to that point, my entire career, I've never had, never got the opportunity to really show my voice. A lot of people, if you're not familiar with the term code switching, Adam, I've had to do that in college and in my professional life just to make others feel comfortable. So I was always putting other people's comfortability at first while no one was probably putting my comfortability first. And um, I have two hands, 10 fingers, six black people I've actually worked with my entire career. Now there have been multiple black people at the companies, but directly in my department, six black people. 
And out of those black people, two of them were actually developers. One I only worked with for a week. He ended up working at Google, but another one, um, he was an older guy, a job I had in uh, Florida or out here in Florida. And so that says a lot. I've, I've, I've advanced my career over seven positions and I've had six black people that I've interfaced with in those departments. And because of that, always had to be on brand. I didn't, I never wanted to ruin the next person, black person's opportunity because of my performance. So I've always had to, you know, show up early because if you're, if you're, if you're on time, you're late, but if you're early you're on time. So I always had to be there on time, always had to watch what I say, always had to be careful in movements, always had to make sure everyone was good. And on top of that, always had to work twice as hard just so that they knew that when they compared me to the next person, there was no doubt. And so I ensured that anywhere, any company I left, there was no doubt that if there was another, if there was a black person that they were considering, they, if they ever had to say, well, the last black guy we had was this, I wanna know that if I was that last guy, they're gonna say, well, the last black guy we had here was amazing. We're sad he left, we wish he stayed. And so it's always that, that weight that I've had to carry. And I wanna make sure at this new venture at eDigital that no one has to carry that burden no matter what race or creed you are. And I, yeah, I think that's, that's an incredible, you know, it's, it's a great insight into, you know, something that I obviously am not familiar with, you know, on, on any level really, but, you know, that a lot of my students and a lot of students, you know, who may listen to this in other parts of the country, wherever, do deal with on a daily basis and being able to, you know, have that, have that conversation and the understanding that, you know, though, those problems do exist. Yeah. and and how you handle and you how you've handled them so far and how you'll continue to handle them as you go through um and on, on that same along those same lines um what advice you know outside of you know making sure you know like you said you know leaving your impact what advice would you give to you know young people of color entering the modern workforce that you know you maybe wish people had given to you um. This advice I learned um, just from just growth. And it's a quote, uh, talent can take you places that your character can't, may not keep you. And so you may be the best in your field, but you may not have a great character. And a lot of times, Character is what keeps you in those positions, even if you don't have the talent. And so when you're young, you tend to have, we tend to have nonchalant attitudes. We, you know, there's this movement right now in the, in the modern world and youth, like, you know, I don't care about that job, you know, and there, and, and to a degree, I support that initiative, you know, because these jobs have to respect us back as well. But that being said, while in that role that you committed to being have the character because the minute you the minute you start you know you start slipping lacking uh or pardon the vernacular there <laughs> but many you slip up um, that's when that's when they, they start to look because one of my favorite quotes is from Futurama and the quote is when you do things right people aren't sure you've done anything at all and that's and that's how they tend to look at us is like the minute we've been operating at this, at a certain level, 
the minute we dip below that level, they start to question us. And it's, you're not good enough anymore. You're replaceable. So have a great character. You know, when you say something, mean it. When you say you're going to do something, do it. You know, and, and have accountability and integrity and be transparent. So those are the advice that I've always followed, but I've had to, I've had moments where it checked me, where I was like, oh, wow, I got a little bit too comfortable. I, you know, so let me correct myself. And so that's the advice I want to give to those. Awesome. So kind of shifting back to uh, your current role um, mm-hmm. and talking about the field in general, uh, so, uh, something that I thought about as I was, you know, thinking about your career. Uh, when people hear about jobs like yours or jobs that deal primarily with computers, um, they have certain images in their head. Uh, I, you know, my example I wrote down was uh, the wired in scene from social network um, where it's just Zuckerberg sitting there with headphones on the entire world is, you know, not interacting with him, but how has, have you had a similar experience where, you know, you're just kind of plugged in all day to just a computer or, you know, have you sort of found your avenue with dealing more with, with people? So I, I, I'm a people person, but that scene is, is factual. It all depends on the type of person you are. Um, so it's called silos. And when you're remote, you typically work in a silo, which is on an island on your own. Um, and people just message you when they need you, but it's just you focus plugged in. You know, I got my AirPods right here, you know, whenever I need to uh, just listen to music and, and, and zone out or animes playing in the background. So it's whatever helps me get through uh, that day, help me stimulate the brain. But then there are days where, you know, when I'm talking to my team, where it's just me in a leadership role and I'm just, you know, having an open forum and letting them talk about what new things that they'd like to do, uh, any issues that they're having, what they'd like from the company, what they'd like from me. So those are, are, are the moments that I like the most is having that interfacing uh, uh, moment, especially because I've been remote for so long. So um, it's nice to have that interaction um, uh, with someone just for, even if it's a brief moment. Awesome. And then uh, has there been anybody, anybody, along your journey from high school, college, uh, your career journey that has inspired you or given you help that, you know, really has left an impact on you? Um, professionally, no, because in my network, I am the only coder. All of my friends come to me for their questions or uh, if I know any other coders and I'm like, it's just me. So, um, but to that point, um, I've had a lot of uh, best friends who are like brothers to me. I've had a lot of people, you know, who, who I've looked up to um, that have been inspirations and in just how they've moved in their fields and in their personal life. And it's like, I like that quality. I want to take that and I want to embrace that and, and, and add it to my life. And that's what, that's where the interaction with people come from. And uh, is when you can just see somebody and say, I like that about them. I want to be like that. And then you, you channel that and you know it's just that interaction so i can name them if you want me to name them <laughs> i can give them a shout out but uh <laughs> but yeah and uh, to that point it's good to have a nice circle of friends or or, or just a, a collective of individuals that you can just share ideas with uh, and to be emotional with like we're human and it's just nice to have a circle that you know there are days where it may be more challenging than others and you just want to just 
get it off your chest, you know, and having that circle is nice. And that actually uh, kind of segues into another question I had, you know, working, working remotely, you know, being at home for the bulk of the day, when you have a stressful day at work or a difficult day, um, mm-hmm. have you found good ways to manage that stress after, after tough days? Yes. I have this thing called a mental health walk. When things become difficult, I don't say stressful because I don't allow any, I don't give consent to anything or anyone to make me feel how I want to feel. So if they're giving off energy to make me feel unhappy, I don't consent to that. So I remove them temporarily from the day for and just go and get my day so I can focus because I don't want to have that energy affect my family, you know, my loved ones because I'm taking it out on them. So I do mental health walks and I'm, and I'm very transparent with my team, even at my previous roles, you know, when they'd see, they, they hear me getting flustered on calls afterwards. I'm, I just ping, ping them. Hey guys, I'm taking, you know, an hour. I'm going on a mental health walk because mental health is very crucial and uh, she needs to be taken seriously. And, and companies need to know that there is a lot of weight that, you know, people may be facing because they're managing so much between their personal life. They're trying to get that balance. So I just go for a walk, let the sun hit me. Uh, I'm out here in Orlando, Florida. So just just get out from these four walls and just, you know, uh, let, let, let the nutrients of life just uh, you know, pick my spirits up. That's awesome. Um, so just, you know, probably one or two, yeah, two more here to finish it up. Um, what advice would you have for anybody interested in, entering the field that you're in? Um, advice. And they've already committed to entering. Are they just testing out the waters or, or I... I so, so yeah, so for instance, like I, uh, I had all of the kids that I, uh, that I teach write down dream jobs or careers they want to learn more about. And several of them did write down, um, you know, computer programming, engineering mm-hmm. jobs. And, you know, if they're interested in pursuing that as their career, what, what steps do you think they should take or any, any guidance that, you know, you could, you could give them? So, so many free platforms for them to get familiar with programming and various types of programming, whether it's at the application level or the machine level. Um, and so there's uh, lynda.com, uh, uh, Pluralsight, uh, a handful of, of, of resources and just sign up and go through those free courses and see, is this something that you wouldn't mind doing? And a lot of the times on these uh, sort of these platforms, they have uh, applications that are engaging for you to build so that you don't feel like, oh, I'm building something that's not, you know, worthwhile. Like you're building a, a game on a website, like a Sudoku board or solitaire think something like that where it's like i did that you know and and so just give it a try just so that you don't want to fully commit without knowing what you're getting into and then you don't want to end up you know going down the wrong path and then having regret and resent so you have the opportunity especially at this age in high school this is the perfect time to just you know uh, uh put your feelers out there and see what exactly it is i can tell you this much like i said earlier i wanted to be a scientist. I was in AP physics, uh, advanced chemistry, uh, also learning, doing graphic design. And I went down neither path. Went to Shippensburg University. Uh, also, I was taking accounting courses in high school. 
Where the ship started out as a dual major for MIS and accounting, did that, uh, did dual majoring for two years, got tired of looking at, you know, all the formulas for accounting and things that I was like, I can't do this for the rest of my life. So that's when I said, I'm focusing on the software side. And so I was blessed to figure that out early. And so you there, you guys are just as blessed now. You have you have time on your side. And so you take the time out just uh research what exactly it is that you want to do. Awesome. And then I've ended all of these with the exact same question and you did kind of touch on it earlier, but I, you know, maybe there's something else that uh, you want to, you want to give us here. So what advice do you wish that somebody had given to you in high school about college or careers or just life in general? College, you don't have to finish in four years. It's okay. If you don't, that's, that's the, the one thing I'm a, I, it took me five years I uh, I partied my, my my myself away, and to that point, I'll be transparent. I graduated Shippensburg University with a 2.01 GPA, but I'm uh, but I know I'm smart, but I just wasn't challenged enough. And I knew that no matter the field that I'm going in, I was going to be all right. You know, the the, the I, I knew the degree was only going to be to help me get into the door. And it was challenging getting 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 that door open. But once I got in, it was just having that character and letting them know that I'm the real deal. So, but that being said, when you get to college, do take it seriously. Don't be like me and make it difficult on yourself. You're there for a reason. Um, and, you know, especially if you're paying for it for yourself, you don't want to waste that money. Um, uh, professionally, advice that some, that I wish I had. Um, wow. Have to do it alone. That's the main thing. Um, and so I, I've never had a mentor in my career, never. And so I've always felt like I've had to do it alone. And because of that, I've now be, I'm now becoming the mentor that I've always wanted. But that being said, feel free to you know look out, look, find networks that are like you. You know, especially now they're more prevalent where you know uh, there's other like-minded people like yourself that get together, or if they can't get together, they just meet up online. And so you don't have to feel as if it's just you out there, you versus the world, and everything, everyone wants to see you fail. That's not the case. It's actually the opposite. Everyone wants you to exceed, especially companies, because if, you, if you're failing, then they're failing. So, um, but that that's pretty much, that. yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, I know, like I said, I really appreciate this. Um, you know, I know my students who are, you know, are interested in the field and also just, you know, interested in learning more about the path you've taken are definitely going to appreciate this as well. Um, so thank you very much. No problem. Thank you. And also you have my contact information. If anyone wants to reach out to me directly and just get more of a in-depth look, um, feel free. Uh, uh, we had, we had a little tag over the last month or so, but uh, I would keep a lookout for any messages or anything, or if you want to send them on behalf of them, please do. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lance. No problem. You have a good one. Have a great week. You too.